1: might not be glad that you did.
0: There was an idea to bring together a group of remarkable people see if they can become something more. The we Welcome to Furies, Find Us, a podcast about Marvel Crisis Protocol and the Marvel Universe. My name is Jesse Aiken. I'm joined by my co-host Chris Ruffit.
1: How are we doing today, Chris? Jesse, I'm doing great. I can't quit thinking about Adepticon and how much fun I'm going to have. I know. It's just it's just always in my brain. In some I ways, you're going to have a lot
0: more fun than me. Your schedule's going to be a little bit more open, which
1: my schedule is a little on the light side right now, which is kind of a bummer, but. Working on getting that taken care of. And if not, I'll have plenty of time to get some pickup games. Yeah, those league games. Yeah. Yeah. I think the league games are going to be really good. I'm excited for it. Maybe I'll try to win that league. We'll see. That would be awesome. Well, I'd have to win some games. I don't know about that. (laughs) I mean, X-Force, here we go. Oh, is that who I'm bringing? I don't know. Right. It is a mystery. You might be bringing a couple lists. I should have my case built. So if anybody wants to check out a homemade traveling case, that'll be... Building for this, you know, I'll have it with me at Adepticon, but yeah, I should be able to bring two or three teams. Oh yeah, for fun. I I know that I well the league you can jump around. Can you? Okay, then. yeah, yeah. I should bring I should bring a few different teams then. Yeah, perfect time to
0: like try new teams, just and, have some fun and refine some primary teams, right? So LVO was last episode that was really fun to discuss LVO and how people did and everything. And interestingly enough, the character we're covering today, Chris, did come up in a couple of the LVO rosters, namely the rosters that didn't have regular Hulk. A lot of them had Immortal Hulk. And I'm really excited to talk huh. about Immortal Hulk today because, first of all, the sculpt and MCP, incredible. The rule set,
1: amazing. Mm-hmm. And then the lore, some of the best in all of Marvel. I think so too. I truly believe this might be the best Hulk story since World War Hulk. Yes. And I think World War Hulk was probably the best Hulk story since Peter David had a hold of the Hulk. Just personally, if you guys have a different opinion, please. Actually, let me know, and then I'll go reread some old Hulks. Double check. That'll be great. So yeah, if you think I'm wrong here, as long as you're not angry with me, please tell me what else to read. Well said. I'm excited to get into Immortal Hulk today, Chris, because I
0: feel like he's a piece that we're never going to see go away in Marvel Christ Protocol, and rightfully so. And we want to tell you about why you should be reading about Immortal Hulk on your own time after hearing what we have to say about him today. But before we get into that, we have some people to thank
1: real quick fury's finest is supported by mr laser go to mister Site for all of your marvel crisis protocol needs and please at checkout remember the discount code fury5 for a cool five percent off your order go ahead get those mutant boxes get that wakanda box more on the way man can't wait for those foes box boxes to be pre-orderable yes you know we got a lot of great models coming out this year so Please remember that Fury 5 discount code to really help us help yourself. Yeah. 5%
0: <laughs> That code works on everything on Mr. Lay's website too. So if you need to throw something else in your cart in addition to your MCP, throw it in. It'll work. And it would mean a lot to us. Additionally, I War Game makes the best Mark Mattson MCP. And we highly encourage checking them out because they are a affiliate of our show Check them out at iwargame.net, and you can use the code FFPODCAST to get 10% off your orders. We've been rocking the new volume series from iWargame every tournament night here in Tulsa, Oklahoma, and we highly recommend this series. What are you waiting for? Get some variety on the table too because the second volume does have some varied non-city mats, and we absolutely adore them, especially that Mars Colony and that Forest Mat really work for a lot of different settings and a lot of different trains.
1: That Mars Colony is surprisingly versatile. Absolutely.
0: Yeah. I mean, you could it's, even it's use awesome. it for something like Shatterpoint, right? So yep. get it to the table and use the code FF podcast, get 10% off to let IWARGame game. Know we sent you. And of course our show could not function without our patrons. Our patrons support for finest at patreon.com slash furious finest. If you enjoy our show, it brings value to you. And you'd like to join our private discord community. Definitely check out the Patreon tiers. Additionally, outside of the private patron community that you get into, you get a bonus feed of the podcast, depending on your tier access to the painting gallery with no name discussions and much, much more. We take this time to thank all of our patrons for their support. And you guys actively keep us going, actively keep the show at the quality it it is at. I mean, throughout the last year, because of the Patreon, we got to travel a little bit and we got to even up our production quality even higher with more software and stuff like that. You guys are actively helping us pay for that. And it means a lot. So if you enjoy our show at the level it's at, jump on the Patreon and help us continue that. We have a new patron to thank this week. Caleb, thank you so much,
1: Caleb. Thank you, Caleb. And of course, we always have to thank our Avenger-level producers, the dynamic duo, Rich and Sean. Thank you so
0: much, guys. Thank you guys so much. You guys make this show keep going. And if you want to hear your name every week, you become a producer. All right, Chris, let's get right into lore today with Immortal Hulk. Oh,
1: man. All right, guys. It's one of those ones. Where we've already covered Hulk. We've talked about Hulk's lore, his backstory a little bit. It was a long time ago, granted. Yeah. And today, we're going to do what we always do when we get a second, third, fourth version of a character. And let's talk about a very specific comic run. It's just an excuse for me to try to get you to read comics. (laughs) Absolutely. But it should be an easy one this week, Jesse, because Immortal Hulk, like I said... It's the best Hulk story that's happened in forever. It's one of the best Marvel stories that's happened in forever. I absolutely adore this 50-issue run written by Al Ewing. I think it started in 2019. I remember when it came out. Issue one made big waves, and it was truly, truly worth it. So, to set this up, I've got to explain a couple things for you guys. In... The Marvel 616, you know, we've got a lot of deities. We have representation from a lot of different real world pantheon of gods, ancient gods, cosmic forces, just all kinds of things. And one of these beings is the one above all and the one above all. Now, what I, how I'm saying this isn't exactly true or exactly correct, but it's the only way to explain it right now. So don't get onto me too too much. For those of you that have uh, read this entire thing, but the the one above all has a counterpart, and that's the one ab- below all. Okay, so we've got your Mephistos, your Hella's, you know these rulers of hell, your Odins, uh, Hala, mm-hmm. all these things already. But the one above all, the one below all, these are kind of at the moment. It will change eventually when another writer needs to make. Different conceits for different stories to happen. But at the moment, these are kind of the big, the big, 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 big bets, right? We also have a concept introduced into Marvel Comics in Avengers number 684. I think it was in 2016. But this is the concept of the green door. And the green door is something that exists in the gamma pantheon of Marvel characters. So the Hulk family, very a few other characters have gotten a little, you know, gamma happy, but they're all under this umbrella now. And the green door affects them in a very major way. It is their ticket back to life from the afterlife. This green door opens, they can go to hell. It opens, they can come back from hell, but it also can let some really nasty things through. Okay. So we've got this big setup. And that was a very quick setup, please understand. And the last bit of information we need going in before you start issue one of this particular run is that when this run comes out, where Bruce Banner and the Hulk are in storyline in 616, is that we are not too far removed from Hawkeye putting an arrow into the back of Bruce Banner's neck and ostensibly killing him. There's something you quickly find out in the Immortal Hulk is that Bruce Banner can die but the Hulk cannot. You can kill Banner, but once that sun goes down, the Hulk's coming out. And why is that, Jesse? Because the night is his time. Keep in
0: mind, we touched on this in our first Hulk episode, but if you've been watching a lot of MCU and stuff, Hulk and comics, Chris, the night is very important. I know in the MCU, we got suns going down, big
1: guy and stuff like that. (laughs) References, right? But it's not as overt. It's not. Not yet. Maybe one day. That'd be really great if we got some mcu hulk craziness and they executed it properly but Mm. they probably can't do that right now anyway so as we're alluding to here the night is his time the hulk is especially this version of the hulk this hulk we're going to see at first okay because we're going to play here through this 50 issue story arc we're going to see all versions of the hulk that we've seen through the years surface be personified In in almost a Moon Knight kind of way, in Mark Spector-ish kind of way through this 50-issue series, but different. Same kind of writing technique, but it's going to work a little different. And it's the whole, it's the gamma of it all. The gamma just changes everything. And Al Young did a great job of really fleshing all of this out. I can't imagine how long he spent working on this series. So let's get into it. What makes this so good? And Jesse, I'm going to say it starts at issue one, man. This is absolutely a throwback to the original Hulk, the Hulk we that I talked about early on in the first Hulk episode, and that is Hulk is a horror comic. Yeah. He's the first. He's the first member of the of the Marvel pantheon of of horror major horror heroes. They messed around with a lot, but Hulk got big, big, big. And so we open up with Bruce Banner is just a wanderer controlled by. The Hulk inside him, he's not hulked out all the time, but the Hulk always does want out. And we're going to open in a true kind of one-off horror story fashion. Bruce Banner is going to be at the scene of a crime. A stint The Hulk probably brought him there, right? The Hulk probably felt this aggression coming up, but it is a a convenience store robbery gone wrong. Okay. Gas station knockoff gone wrong. A couple of innocent bystanders end up dying and the Hulk brings punishment and retribution for this. Yeah. One of those bystanders being a child. Yes. That's how you really get this Hulk coming out. Yeah. And it is a tragic story. The perpetrator of said crime was in a life crisis of their own, having a very hard time and they turned to the wrong people who led them down the wrong path. And the Hulk punishes all these people. It's very quickly revealed that we have a very intelligent Hulk. At the helm, full sentences talking about consequences, morality, doing some very deep talking with some of these with some of these folks. The second issue is going to be more of the same, and through this, we're going to be introduced to a few characters. The world at large does not understand that the Hulk is back. Everyone thinks that Bruce is dead and the Hulk with him. So, of course, we've got an, an investigative reporter that is on the scene. We're going to have. Some very early on, we're going to get some Sasquatch actions, some Lankowski, (laughs) you know, our favorite member of Alpha Flight. Of course, he's very tied to the Hulk and has been since the beginning. But what starts as a kind of monster of the week and every week the monster is the Hulk kind of book quickly turns into something more, Jesse. And this is where the one below all, the one above all, the green door everything really starts to take shape in issue 2 as quickly as issue 2 and by issue 6 we're going to be on an absolute roller coaster ride of exploring the hulk's history the hulk's psyche exploring rage emotion destruction love it's an incredibly wide just the scope yeah. of this book is just it's a 360 degree circle
0: yeah wrestling with creation and the morality of good versus evil and what does it mean to be the hulk and have morality and is it even worth it and there's Absolutely. a lot of big philosophical questions here a lot of really it's, interesting theistic questions a lot where it's like there's layers and layers upon it's really
1: interesting it's extremely interesting we're going to get we're going to get a lot of interesting moral quandaries throughout this book from the hulk but also the the people that are drawn to the hulk okay yeah we're, and it is a horror book through and through at one point early on in the series we're gonna have a dismembered Hulk displayed in jars on a wall the the body horror is real the psychological horror is real and just bad people doing bad things seemingly for a good reason all of these things are gonna happen we're gonna we're going to be introduced to a character General Ross's understudy since General Ross is no longer with us at this point in the Marvel 616. So General Ross's replacement is going to be consumed with that same burning hatred for the Hulk. It's going to drive him to some incredible moral quandaries, and he is going to fail spectacularly. Classic. Hmm. I am not sure how much more to tell everybody without giving too much of this story away. I really want everyone to go read this. What this represents, by the end of this 50 issues, you're going to get a, not a new Hulk, but a complete Bruce Banner. A more complete Bruce Banner. We're not going to get a new character through any of this. Just like Joe Fixit is not necessarily a new character, right? But I could see Joe Fixit coming to, say, MCP. Savage Hulk. The Green Scar. That's the Hulk from World War Hulk. Professor Hulk. All of these Hulks person, Yeah. Come through and get a little bow tied on all of them. They all start have to figure it out, work together. We're going to deal with the Hulk's, Bruce Banner's childhood trauma of coming up with a, an abusive father. That's going to be a play a major factor in all of this. And his father's actually going to be a character you see as early as issue five or six, I do believe. It's all going to be very intertwined, pretty horrific. You've got a bunch of people yeah. trying to capture the Hulk's power for themselves, not through capturing the Hulk, but trying to... Reverse engineer this process. That's how we got Lankowski as as Sasquatch in the first place. But we're going to see more people trying to do this because they're obsessed with that power, and no one else can have that power. The Hulk is something special that you really have to read all the way through issue fifty to understand it. And I'm not going to spoil this for you guys. Really, really, truly want you all to read it. So, yeah, Jesse, why don't I bring you in a little more heavily here? Okay. And why don't you tell me some of the things that stood out to you about, about especially like the first half of this Immortal Hulk run?
0: Well, first of all, it's not for the faint of heart.
1: Thanks. Yeah, very, I think I failed to say that. Yeah. It
0: is very heavy and you need to be in a good headspace when you read this. If you're in a tough time in your life, it's not, not a good time to read this because there's a lot of, Hulk's going through a lot in the story and there's a lot of battle of the mind and soul and, and there's, and obviously the juxtaposition of, Bruce Banner, the brilliant scientist, mixed with his dissociative personality mm-hmm. as well. And then also, what does the Hulk look like in the hands of Banner on his best day, on his worst day, on maybe the hands of someone else? As Chris just alluded to, people want the power, but also just the personalities changes. And then you add the horror elements on top of that too, which can be very horrific. I mean, the opening scene in this, we did give the spoilers away there, is which just to set the tone is this robbery gone wrong per se and a young girl being murdered, right? And it's, okay, the tone is set and you're in that tone the rest of the series. It
1: it happens quick.
0: But that's what makes the series so powerful, right, is it is dealing with this darkness and it's not glorifying it, you know what I mean? Not at all. It's acknowledging it.
1: I think is one of the best parts of the writing on this is I was really struck today. I was flipping through Before we recorded, just as a refresher, I was flipping through about the first eight issues, just scanning them, right? Quick Mm. scan. And I was really struck. There's a scene in issue, once again, five or six. It's going to involve Sasquatch and Hulk, both in a hospital. And of course, when you've got two beings of this level of power in any kind of scuffle, that, that building is automatically in danger of coming down, right? And I thought Al Ewing... And the artist at the time, whom I'm not going to talk about for other reasons, really did a good job, as much as that artist sucks a lot on a personal level, did a really good job of capturing this feeling of helplessness with the patients and the staff of the hospital of these two literally godlike beings are, are fighting. And any one of us or all of us could be dead in the aftermath of this, and they will come out of it without a scratch. Even though they're doing their best to kill each other, they're going to be fine the next day because they're these demigods, right? And capturing that kind of helplessness mm, yeah. is very hard. And it's a terrifying situation to be in. Not We in the West love control over situations. Most humans do. It's just human nature. You, you don't want to be the one that had no control over this terrible thing happening, right? None of us want that. But the fact of the matter is, it happens to us every day. It happens to someone all the time. And this book, that scene captured that and put it in such a real space for me that it really, really, it got to me, affected me. There's a lot of moments like that. There's this, a this. It's chock full of things
0: like this. That yeah. opening scene really got to me, and I had to take a yeah. quick break. But also, the horror elements are so well realized. As as a massive fan of horror, like I am myself, and Using the the genre to convey character and or morality and or layers, right, is the best use of horror, right? (laughs) I think sometimes people sell horror short because a lot of horror is just popcorn violence, gruesome stuff. But like when you actually use the genre to forward character and talk about really intense things in life like that are come up in the story, and then you add that the body horror elements in this too. There's a lot of them. Very John Carpenter and Yeah.
1: Good good shout out.
0: Yeah, and Stan Winston and the guys that did all that animatronic and mm-hmm. handmade stuff, right? And it's just the combination is perfect. But yeah, all that said, not for the faint of heart, and there's a lot of horror in this. So not just horror in the sense of gross or violent or whatever. There's horror in the sense of the morality and the things that happen. Oh yeah. Right.
1: It's it is physical, it is emotional, psychological, yeah. moral. Al did a great job.
0: Al did a great job. So as Chris said, I second, and this is definitely one of the best series we've ever read on the show, a series we've talked about a lot on the show over the years, off and on, and probably will continue to talk about, but yeah. it's also not something that it's, you've got to be in a certain headspace to be ready to read this. So I, I mentioned that. And then I think also, too, I really like, as you said, the intelligent Hulk in this and the exploration of what Hulk's feeling on top of Banner and how those
1: are separate and how they're the same and layers to all that yeah. right something that really struck me i really loved the use of the hulk's personalities inside the hellscape of the hulk's mind and in hell itself yeah having the devil hulk having the savage hulk having joe fix it the gray hulk all interplaying all communicating at odds working together you know we run the whole gamut and it's it's pretty cool Devil awesome, cool. dude. He's a bad, bad guy. He's a bad guy. Yeah.
0: So what we're saying is we highly recommend this. And yes. And if you're in the headspace to read it, read it and enjoy it. And if you need to take breaks, take breaks because it is a heavy read. It's very philosophical on top of all this intensity. And it's something that's actually really enjoyable when you read it at a slower pace anyways, because it's got a lot to say. You know? I
1: think so, too. I think it's a good one to take maybe an issue or two or maybe a storyline at a time, set it down and think about what you read. You know, there are a lot of great comic series where you don't need to do that because it's just a lot of fun and it's just such a
0: great. Yeah, no, it's just so different from Marvel in particular. Not that Marvel's not done this before, but it's few and far between. You shouted out Moon Knight earlier and that was a good shout out. I think it
1: takes a lot in the way of logistics, like on a company level to let, a creative team do something like this, go this far? Because they've changed the Hulk forever. They, not only that, but they changed some other characters forever. They yeah. used a lot of care. We had a lot of Avengers. We had a lot of Canadians. A lot Alpha Fight, yeah. Yeah, show up in this. And that means that the office has to sign off on the use of these characters. Captain Marvel right now is not a character you just throw into books willy-nilly without the the higher-ups having a say on how Carol is used, personified, how she comes out of these situations, like, looking. She's got to be on top at all times, because she's Carol Danvers right now. She's one of the big, big characters they're trying to build. So, it just takes a lot logistically to pull something off like this, and it's very impressive, and Al did a great job. I love Sasquatch now. <laughs> But that's
0: so cool when you can add layers to old it's, 60s characters and stuff. It's right?
1: why I like comics. It's one of the yeah. best part about comics. So to put a little bow on this and to give folks a little synopsis of what the Immortal Hulk is to help you on the table if you don't plan on reading this, if you don't, if you don't care, Immortal Hulk is Hulk. It's probably the Hulkiest of all the Hulks, extremely powerful, and Without trying to give too much away, and this might give too much away, so if you don't want to spoiler, maybe skip ahead 15 here, but he's literally the avatar of destruction for a deity by the end of this, okay? That is what Immortal Hulk is. That is how you should play him on the table, and you should never be scared, because Hulk is not scared, and we are all Hulks. Well said, Chris. Well said. And the final shot I got for this is, if you've never read
0: Hulk in your life, man, what a great place to read Hulk, not only because this is an incredibly written run, but... This series does the thing that Chris and I love on the show so much when a new comic series comes out and basically gives you a summation of their last 40, 50 years of history, but tells you a new story. This is very much like the Brewbreaker Cap stuff where it's, okay, I've never read Cap, but I've read the Brewbreaker Cap. And it's literally referencing stuff that happened in Hulk's past that is canon, but it's bringing into this new light and this new storyline. And I love that because we did Spider-Man Life Story last year and it was very much adjacent to that, but a cool version of that. This is directly
1: canon. I just recommended to a a listener and a friend to read Spider-Man Life Story, all thanks to us doing that episode last year. Love it. Love it. So think if you enjoyed the
0: Brewbreaker cap and you got to see some of those flashbacks from stuff that wasn't canon cap comics, but then you've got these new layers of cap. That's how this is. I recommend it.
1: 100%. And like I said, at the end of this, you're going to have a new... not a new version like it's a different character you're gonna have a very put together best of who he can be bruce banner and hulk okay they're gonna they're set for another feels like another run like the 80s where they were a big deal and around in marvel and not just this thing that editors editorial had to try to find reasons to keep away because they'd written themselves into a corner he's too powerful right and Thank you, Jesse, for mentioning that this is a wonderful story to pick up with your Hulk if you've never read The Hulk. Everything is laid out for you very easily and in bite-sized chunks. Even if you don't understand the reference, it is not put there in a way that you have to. Everything's pretty well explained. And like Jesse said, we are tying up loose ends from the 60s, 70s, 80s here in this comic. Like, It's really wonderful. It uses the entire breadth of the Hulk catalog and backstory to put this this story together, it really feels like a culmination. Yeah,
0: this is Jason Aaron's Thor level of adding new layers to old canon, right? Of and retelling you parts of the story you might not have known, or now you're now you're learning for the first time. So jump right in. That's really exciting, Chris. I think this was a really fun discussion about Immortal Hulk and lore. Of course, Immortal Hulk is yet to be seen in the cinematic universe. Though you could say we've seen passes of him in certain movies, right? Of maybe one of the Hulk's inside banner or something. I but think maybe.
1: The MCU's got a different idea of Hulk these days and it just is I, what it yeah, is. I don't think the MCU Hulk is I don't think the MCU's ready for quite this expansive of Hulk no. Hulk backstory and lore. I don't think they want to get that this far into the Hulk kind of mythos. Yeah. So I wouldn't expect them to ever explicitly give us an immortal Hulk flavor of anything, but you can see little pieces of immortal Hulk pop out from time to time. Yeah, absolutely. It's just, it just makes sense. It's not on the docket per se.
0: Never say never. That's right. So, Chris, comic book recommendation? Are we just well, reading immortal Hulk, Hulk one through fifty? Just do it. There you go. And even if you want to read one through fifty, you could probably read one through twenty.
1: If you don't want to read 50 issues, I totally get that. It is released in omnibus form now, which is very cool, hardback. Love me some omnibus. Me too. But yeah, just I would really recommend that you at least read the first few issues and see if it's for you. If it's not, no big deal. Totally get it. Go back and read uh, World War Hulk if you need to scratch (laughs) up Hulk fix, because that's an awesome, awesome, awesome story. Perfect. Great shout out.
0: Well, let's get right into it, Chris. We're going to strategy, talking to Mortal Hulk and Marvel Crisis Protocol. Baby, His name is The Immortal Hulk. His alter ego is Bruce Banner. He is a seven threat model. We're talking Malekith range here. And his defenses are four physical, three energy, five mystic all over the place, which I love. His stamina is 15 and he only has one side, similar to our other hulks in the game thus far. So five less health than the other hulks. He is a size four. And he is a short mover. So once again, She-Hulk is still the fastest Hulk with her innate movement. But Chris, let's talk about the 7th threat.
1: That's a lot of threat. The 15 15 health is a little... Yeah. Makes you you raise an eyebrow there. 7th threat, less health than the 6th threat model. What's going on there? But everything else, pretty to be expected. Absolutely. And obviously, we're going to learn more about
0: why he has 15 health, but... This is a good start for a seven threat model. I love the five mystic just you randomly too. out there. And thematically, it makes sense, especially if you read the story. Hulk still really just goes down to focus fire from physical and energy attacks. And we'll talk about that. But that's how they've landed on getting Hulks in these games for it to be playable. Yeah. <laughs> and I like that because Hulk's already such a strong piece in the game. And same with I, Hulk, we have to have a balanced game. We have to be able to kill Hulk. Though he can't be killed, technically, in the canon.
1: Well, we never truly kill any of these characters.
0: They just get knocked out. It's fine. 100%. So I'm going to jump into his first attack. It's a physical attack called Smash. It's range 2, strength of 7, power cost of 0. After the attack is resolved, I-Hulk gains power equals with the damage dealt. on a wild, you'll trigger throw. After the attack is resolved, the target character is size 4 or less, I-Hulk may throw the target character short. Notice it doesn't say away towards anything like that. It's just Throw a direction of your choice. Chris, what do you think about this strike?
1: That's a lot of dice, dude.
0: One of the scariest in the
1: game. Well, he's a seven threat model, so I'm not too outraged about him having a massive builder here. It is only range two. That's really, that's good. It is good. It's really great. Seven dice. You should be able to find a wild more often than not. So you're going to get this throw most of the time. And any damage on there is just kind of bonus. The way you and I play the game we're going with the things we can count on, and damage is—it's nice, but dice are gonna dice, and I do not like to be in a position where I have to say, "Okay, if I don't get these four or five wounds through, mm. I'm gonna lose the game." And that happens to all of us. That is the game at times, but I'm—I'm I'm always playing to avoid that situation for myself, right? Absolutely.
0: I think what's most notable about this is because he can throw a size four on a strike. His damage lesson. potential is some of the highest in the game because this is a five save coming up somebody if you throw a size 4. Yeah. A guaranteed five save is better than any amount of dice you can drop on somebody really. Like I'm talking like you're throwing 10 dice at someone, right? You're not guaranteed to get five through. Correct coming at them. So, what's terrifying about this is inadvertently he can do as much or more damage to the second person as in the person that you're throwing the target into. So he has really explosive turns. At the end of the day, Chris, he can always double smash, and he can, like, let's say he smashes into another Hulk, throws him into Thor, now he attacks Thor and throws him into Hulk. And there's just layers and layers of auto-pings from the, the initial collision, and then, of course, the save, of whatever the size is, plus one. And it makes him one of the most explosive models in the game if he can get multiple attacks off. Shadow, like you mentioned, though, he's got to get range too, so keep that in mind
1: you can control them a little bit. Absolutely. And to be able to throw a model into another model, you have to have two models there within throwing distance of each other. So <laughs> yeah, he, knowing Watch that out. he has this size four throw on command, that it is on a wild, like he's probably going to get it. Just be, be mindful of the characters. You kind of crowd around the Hulk. Absolutely. Yeah. And, 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 and it, it and also this means goes love for, close fights. This, this goes for all Hulks, not just this Hulk by the way so let's move on to his second attack is another physical attack it is gamma burst range three strength of 10 power cost of five before damage is dealt this character may throw the target short i want to say there's no wild trigger here there's no size limitations here you pay the five you're going to throw the target short before damage is dealt you're going to roll your dice first but then throw the character target character does not gain power for damage dealt by this attack yeah penis. Stare esque is awesome, and AMG's really been delving more into this power play aspect of the game over the last few months, and we're getting it even more with uh, some of these new releases we're going to be seeing. Love it! I am very into it. It's going to provide us a way to play around models we haven't had before. Really, really into it. This attack rocks. It's a great spender attack. Obviously, it costs a ton, but I mean,
0: what a way to deal with other large characters yes right? absolutely man you don't want to give them power but you want to put a lot of damage into them this is a way to do it it's great five is a lot and, and just you being sp- able to move power. them off a point like reliably that's true that's it's true. massive yeah like worst case scenario you can just guarantee like well i swung at him once on my strike and i didn't get the throw you know what i'm just not even gonna risk it i'm gonna gamma burst and get them off this researcher yep. or middle gamma and score just it just secure secure the v- vps yep absolutely so well let's move on to Hulk's superpowers because he has so many and they're all so important. So the first one is Gamma Leap. Should look familiar. Costs three power and it is active. Place I Hulk within range two of his current position. The superpower can only use once per turn. Keep in mind place is always you don't have to go the max distance. You could go anywhere within that two range. Places also ignore terrain and stuff if you can clear it or land on it, etc. So places are always just great. And great for Hulk who wants this Hulk in particular, who I think Obviously, wants to attack more than the classic Hulk, right? So I think so, so, yeah, yeah. So getting a gamma leap to maybe mitigate a move action, a short move, right, is helpful for him. And just closing out that second active superpower and keeping with our classic Hulk and having the same power again, we have leave leave Hulk alone, cost three power, choose interactive train feature or enemy character, both size four or less within two of I Hulk and throw up medium. This can be used only once per turn, of course. Classic Hulk's throw just costs yeah. one more. Wonderful throw, one of the best throws in the game. Right, Bill has this throw right, and it's like one of the best things on his card. I think all the Hulks have this, Chris. Yeah, this is this Bill is the Hulk throw.
1: This. I wish we could say that Gamma, Leak, well, Gamma Leap was the Hulk Leap, but unfortunately, She Hulk does not have Gamma Leap, which mm-hmm. boggles my mind. That's a discussion for a different day, though. Yeah, she's got the throw though. She does have the throw, and she has a medium move, so. Yeah, I just, I still think Gamma Leap's better. I'd it's really have, good when you have this much power, yeah. Yep, I'd rather have the short move with the Gamma Leap on her than than the medium move, personally. Well, yep. let's talk about these innates, Chris, because there's so many. The first one, Endless Rage. During the power phase, this character gains two additional power, so we're getting three power every turn, yep. guaranteed. That means Gamma Leap's online all the time. Leave Hulk alone online all the time. Gamma burst, we're not too far from it at any given time. This is good stuff on a on a character with this high a threat. I think, you know, you start seeing additional power really coming through outside of the Asgardians. You really see it start happening in the the four and five threats especially. Yep. But yeah, this is this is good. This makes him playable. This keeps him from being a long wind-up kind of character. He is Round one, he's ready to go. Perfectly said. Yeah, and
0: we love characters that you can always just count on how much power they get, right? Because it means a lot for objective play. It means they can double interact turn one, right? Hulk could pick up, let's say, Absolutely. a hammer, and then he could go try to flip a pay to flip. A lot of things like that. Really strong. And something that will come up with our affiliation discussion. But we'll hold that thought. So let's talk about this really in-depth, somewhat complicated first pass, Immortality, Innate Ability. During the cleanup phase, if I-Hulk has a daze token and an immortality token, he is KO'd. Mm. Otherwise, during the cleanup phase, while this character is dazed, so when we lose that 15 stamina, we get a daze token. Then during the cleanup phase, if he does not have an immortality token, he removes all special conditions and all power from himself. For each power removed this way, he removes one damage from himself then removes a stays token and gains an immortality token, so essentially, Hulk's going to come back. Unlike the other Hulks, uh-huh. they have twenty health, right? When they're gone, Hulk's going to come back, and he's going to come back with however much power he loses during cleanup. Keep in mind this is before power phase. You know he's going to lose the power, and he's going to gain them out of health back. So let's say he's got six power on him, right? He was at fifteen damage, now he's at nine, and he's healing that back, right? And he gains an immortality token. What's important about that is that turns on the screen door ability. But what's also important about that is if during the next cleanup phase, if he has a dazed token again, and he still has an immortality token on him, he's gone that
1: round. So it's I like talked a target a little, on his head, right? So I talked a little bit about how AMG is really starting to play with power. Yes, and this is a big this is a big one. Okay, ostensibly, if Immortal Hulk gets dazed, we're assuming he's going to have around ten power, right? On a normal, if you're just playing straight up normal MCP. Something like that, yeah, for sure. Right. So we, you know, you add a Deadpool in there. Maybe you add some attacks that don't get, where the characters do not gain power for taking damage, such as Gamma Burst. And suddenly it's a little easier to play around this immortal Token. Because a 10 health Immortal Hulk that removes a damage from itself at the end of, at the end of each Turn, not just its turn, every turn, that's quick healing, right? So you've really got to think about that. If your game plan is to try to remove a Mortal Hulk from the table, you really need to try to have a Rogue or a Deadpool or something out there to drain yeah. a little power off this character or some try cards. to negate some of its power gain somehow, or just get really good at when you use Helios. Things like
0: that. We just talked about it, Chris. The power cosmic pendant stare just absolutely wrecks this Hulk.
1: Yep, exactly, dude. Because
0: no power from damage dealt. And then of course, if you get the dust to dust Yahtzee trigger, he's also like not blocking much and just taking a ton of damage from this. Yeah, let's talk about that next power before we kind of summarize his card. Because Chris just mentioned it, the green door. At the end of each turn, if I Hulk has an immortality token that he got in the last cleanup phase, it may remove one damage from
1: itself. That's each turn, Chris.
0: that means your that's, turns and my turns. That's
1: at the end of every character activation, yeah. Healing factor one. If this character wild. ever
0: has no damage on him, it then removes its immortality token.
1: Back at square one. Yeah. It's pretty pretty hard thing to accept getting 15 damage through on a seven-threat model. Yeah. And then by the end of the next round, it's back at full health, no days token, no, no immortality token. You are back at square one with that model.
0: You just have to have a plan. And to make the plan even more difficult, he has the immunities to hex, poison, and stun. So he gains hex on top of our normal Hulk poison and stun immunities because he's been to hell and back. Well, yeah.
1: He is well acquainted with the one below all. And ain't no, no- hexes ain't are going to work on ain't him. Nothing, ain't nothing hexing him when he's gammaed out, baby. Well, let's talk about this Hulk's
0: tactics cards real quick, starting with Gamma Drain. This is an unaffiliated and active card, so of course this can be played on any team that I Hulk's in. During the Immortal Hulk's activation, it may play this card. Choose an enemy character within range two of I Hulk. Chosen character gains the Gamma Drain token. Immortal Hulk places this token on a active or reactive superpower of the chosen enemy character. When a superpower is marked with the Gamma Drain token is used after the effect is resolved, the Immortal Hulk gains power equal to the power spent to use the superpower. This is so cool, Chris. Now. We don't see this a lot in competitive play, but it's not because it's not a good card. It's just the 10 cards thing, once again. But yes. this card, oh my goodness, put this on another Hulk's throw. Put this on Malekith's charge. I was I always think Magneto's throw. Well, yeah, of course. That's the highest we can go with this. It's Magneto's I mean, throw. But even this used a couple times in a game on like a character who wants to charge every turn, like a Baron Zemo or something. Yeah. Right? I mean, you're gonna get a lot of power from this, and it's really great. And if you don't get a lot of power from it and you just make your opponent not use that superpower still a win. It's a win. It's cool. It's very cool. And it's, it's, it's a thematic win too, especially after reading this
1: series again recently. And
0: yeah, I like it. I like it a lot.
1: It's a really fun card. I really like the design space they're in with it too. Just no room to grow too. It's got so much this, yeah, this kind of idea of placing a token on an opponent's superpower and that affects it, that superpower in some way I think there's a lot of pl- space to grow with that. There's a lot of area to play with other characters, so I think it's really cool. Absolutely. Let's talk about the second
0: and final card. One below all, also unaffiliated and active, can be played on any Eye team during the Immortal Hulk's activation. It may spend two power to play this card. If it has an Immortality token, it may remove up to two special conditions from itself. If it does not have an Immortality token, it may place itself within range two of its current position. Yes, Chris, this is how you get two gamma leaps in a turn with a Hulk. It's also how you get rid of those staggers. Oh, well, yeah, that too. Yeah, it's an e break to pull later. Yeah, it's a good card, man. A lot of people are using this to terrifying effect round one or two sure, to get an alpha strike on Hulk immediately on the midline. Yeah, that makes Double sense. Double tap, right? Double tap, right? So phenomenal stuff. And if you can start getting these throws online quickly, you can start melting an enemy team with this Hulk very, very early, especially if you're a tall team, right? And keep Absolutely. Yeah. So this card is, I think most people that are playing iHulk, this is in their 10 and quite frequently makes their five just for the versatility of both parts of it. Um, either the alpha strike or the, as Chris said, the way to pull a lever later and you know get out of a bad situation, right? Stagger is so,
1: Stagger's brutal on him
0: absolutely oh absolutely yeah that's that's one of the good ways to stop him right so absolutely let's move into immortal hulk's teams chris he's only fitted with two teams in the game the defenders and the midnight suns now what's interesting about this is in the defenders he actively is fighting classic hulk for this spot and i think classic hulk's a little bit easier to play in the defenders for the point cost and the value of his throw
1: which leadership, or do you or do you suggest both leaderships are easier for I six think, Threat Hulk? I, I think
0: both, because you've got a, a five-threat leader and a four-threat leader. Now, I understand the Midnight Suns have a four-threat leader, but the Midnight Suns also don't have access to a kaiju model until this moment, right? So, of course, they've got Ghost Rider who's pushing up on that, classic Ghost Rider, but... He's almost there. I think we consider I'm, six and ups kaijus at this yeah, point. Yeah, I
1: don't think five-threats are kaijus. No. So, though he's phenomenal and probably... I love him. Yeah, this Marvel is not Marvel Knights Defenders for re rolls. This is not shade. This is not shade on Ghost Rider in any way, shape, or form.
0: No, absolutely. But I think Classic Hulk is probably shoring up some of the Defenders' only weaknesses, which is not a ton of consistent control and a lot of good dice rolling. This Hulk gives them more dice rolling, but a hair less control than Classic
1: Hulk. So it's like... But thinking about this Hulk <laughs> with, re-rolls. With, with rerolls just... I Gets you going. <laughs> it, makes, it makes me happy. Yeah, no, it's, it's,
0: I think he's phenomenal in the defenders. Um, now let's talk about him in Midnight Suns. So, ooh, the bump,
1: the bump with man, that big
0: model. Ooh, the bump and the gamma leap on mm-hmm. a model that you want to double tap with, right? To get these mm-hmm. throws and punches off. So good. One below all in the Midnight Suns team. So good because you can one below all, you can bump right as well. Oh, goodness. That's the ghost hound. I think the card that you bring every time you're playing. Midnight Suns, this is my personal take on Midnight Suns, where you can turn any die, one die to any facing, right? Yeah. First of all, that could save I-Hulk from dying, right? It could Could. just be a crucial, crucial like auto flip a dice to a block so he doesn't die and we get that final death of him, right? But more importantly, it can just be a throw on command with that wild trigger, which could just win you the game. So, yeah, I think these are amazing teams for him. I think he's... A terrifying model, but let's talk about some other places you could splash him because I think Defenders players, Midnight Suns players are obviously playing him and I think it's given my Midnight Suns a lot of competitive play in the last year or so because and of I, his rival. I'm hap-
1: and I'm happy to see it.
0: Me too. I love that affiliation. Same. I think it's aesthetically easily one of me and Chris's favorite affiliations oh, yeah. in the game, if not our favorite, and it's cool to see them get more releases because they need it. And until Dracula comes this year, right, and other things like that, I Hulk's going to carry them, I, I imagine, a really long way. And they've actually been doing really well at competitive events because of I Hulk Sure. With this leadership and stuff. So let's also not forget, Chris, which is absolutely absurd Siege of Darkness. This guy getting to use Siege it's, of Darkness is yeah. pretty ridiculous. It's been pulled on me <laughs> by one of our friends locally. And Hulk to get two strikes where he happened just to get his throw trigger. And now he gets a third strike with Siege of Darkness where he has to get his throw trigger again. It is so much guaranteed damage because of the throws. Yeah, you almost can't weather it. You almost can't survive it, right? Outside of like some lucky defense dice and some good, as Chris said, positioning of your models way spaced apart, right? You almost just can't make it through.
1: So that's, it's a that's very close play. Turn. It's how you have to play against that, <laughs> and <laughs> yeah, and uh, obviously them- a good Midnight Suns player is going to engineer situations where you just cannot play like that. So yeah, you got to watch it. out.
0: Well, let's talk about this Hulk and some other teams. Let's start with Cabal. So I actually think the new Master Red Skull, very interesting, where this where I-Hulk this can potentially just say, yeah, I'm, I'm Domino a little bit.
1: <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you know? that's pretty ridiculous. That's
0: pretty ridiculous. Is it overkill? Probably, but it's also like just giving him more explosive turns. Same can be said about classic Red Skull, where it's just giving him more power to yeah. guarantee he gets everything done. Great. Always good with Steve. Hulks are always good with Steve because the throws and Gamma Leaps for less kind of guarantee your engine's just always
1: running yeah i don't know that he gains as much from being with steve as other bigger models the classic hulk does yeah Yeah, just because his power generation really isn't much of a problem it doesn't feel like no because his strikes are so good and yeah his strikes are insane he's getting three power a turn so he can already gamma leap up to make sure he gets a strike at least one strike off round one if your opponent lets you so it's Yes, he's very, very good in Steve, just like everyone is. But I don't know that... I think it's more that he brings a lot to that team more so than that team brings for him. Oh, absolutely. I've played him in Emma's Hellfire and had a lot of fun. Mm-hmm. Because I believe You kind
0: of heal him up a little bit and get around his biggest weakness, which is the lower health pool and kind of yeah. the fact that he can die if you don't quite heal him enough. So Emma's Hellfire, really good. I think Convocation is a great shout. I think he's very... A cool thematic fit in this team where it's all adjacent like worlds between worlds situations and also the five mystic defense using Mm -hmm. the convocation defensive turn of books on him is Mm. so good yeah where he's using the books for that round his five defense especially if you want to play this tall convocation he's going to help you achieve that so i think that's really good as well additionally any other team where you can go super tall he's actually shockingly good but the threat's got to be right so it's absolutely you could play him with sentinels you could play him with dormammu and it's that situation of you're saying i'm guaranteeing i'm going taller than you and i'm guaranteeing i'm going with i hope first because i'm playing these tall leaders with this tall model and i'm gonna get stuff done at the top of every round if you're interested in that i think those are good places to do it and nothing wrong with him getting more power with dormammu because he can dump all of his power every turn without question (laughs) You're not going to be in a situation where you're scared to lose power. Chris mentioned the stagger. though I think it's a little hard to do. It is. Asgard is pretty good for him. Guaranteed I agree. The conditions fall a little, off. And a little bit of healing, too. A little bit of healing is something that he needs, right? I would agree. I, I know people have had success with him in Weapon X, where it's you've got this potential in Weapon X to have a three-threat leader, right? And mm-hmm. the model you're taking every game, which is Laura Kinney. And like you can actually pivot based on the threat costs, into something like an Eye hulk if the other threats aren't working out. I think that's an excellent place for him. You can even take this one step further. If you're trying to go attrition Wakanda, you could bring him in Wakanda because just giving him an extra reroll or two, like I said, that's the Ghost Town situation, could just be backbreaking because a model that has these wild triggers that are so powerful with this size 4 throw, most characters don't even have access to that as a superpower in the game. And he has it on his strike. Just a little bit of rerolls, X-Force, Wakanda, if you need that, can take it up the edge. The tough part with this is you're always choosing him over classic Hulk, and you need to have a reason why you're choosing
1: one or the other. That's kind of his biggest flaw, right? Is that the classic six-threat Hulk is also a thing, and you can't play them together. And he's six-threat. Yeah, he's one threat That's less. Seven. So, uh i I've got a question for you. What about Immortal Hulk in something like a Kingpin CS Interesting. There's, there's no back for him to be flipped onto. So as long as he's on the board, he counts for two, no matter what. He's got plenty of throws to keep those secures nice and clean for you so he fits in with like the team. He, yeah. I think you would shore up your attrition matchups, which you don't want in that team. That's kind of what I was thinking. You pull him out when you're going up against a, a really killy team that has a chance to disrupt you. The you tough part in. about him in Criminal CS is you're actively saying I'm choosing him over like yes like Rhino and Lizard right that's or tough. something because those that's two, two models really good Swiss Army knife models in that affiliation that that fit really well so yeah you have yep. to be comfortable going tall you have to be comfortable so, with with your play of Immortal Hulk because anytime you're using a high threat character like this every mistake is amplified. Oh, 100%. Because like you were saying, you know, if you've got Lizard and Rhino instead of just Immortal Hulk. And they count as 200 Kingpin's leadership. Exactly. So now you've got counting as four to the one character. Yeah. So if you make a mistake with Immortal Hulk, yikes. If you make a mistake with Lizard, that's okay. I can clean it up with Rhino, right?
0: Yeah. So it had to be certain crises and matchups. I mean, I could totally see that, Chris, on like. Oh, we pulled Mayor Fisk, or we pulled Researcher. That's kind of what I, I was wanna, thinking were those scenarios. Taller. Yeah, yeah, for sure. So good shout, absolutely. You're noticing a trend. This model's so good, you can play him anywhere. Anywhere you want. Absolutely. There's no wrong answer. Uh, I think I've, we've pointed to some interesting places that I think are strong. But I mean, the list goes on and on and on. It's like Red Skull Hydra. He gets more power, the power phase. Mm-hmm, okay, mm-hmm. perfect for him, right? Sam
1: Wilson, he gets movement. And a heel if he needs it. And a heel against other attrition lists or against attrition lists. They don't want want to have fun. Just play where you want. Man, he can can get it done. Magneto Brotherhood. If you want to go super tall. Oh, my gosh. Think of all the power your three models will have because they're all presumably have good throws, right? Yeah, that is, man, that is a lot. Kind of scary. That would have to be 20 threat.
0: It'd be Magneto Hulk Apex. Oh my gosh. Something like that. Nasty. <laughs> so what we're saying is he's a phenomenal attrition piece and he's got a little bit of control sprinkled in too. Now what's interesting about him for our final summary here, Chris, is he doesn't have any defensive dice modification unlike Classic Hulk does with the puny banner rerolls and he has lower health. Now he's scarier when he's getting powered up than Classic Oak, if you can believe that, because he's <laughs> got this crazy spender and he's yeah. got all these things he can do, but he's easier to take down. Mm-hmm. So it's this hard distinction it is like walking the tightrope of like do i ignore him or do i kill him and you've got to choose a path to follow and maybe the ignoring path is not so much ignoring it's controlling a little bit and ignoring a lot right so it's mm. like maybe black cat goes in, gives him a stagger and then the rest of your team runs away that's really yeah. good against him but the other the inverse is really getting him too so your guardians are shield and you just put everything into or it range. all am. right you'll you will get him and as chris said massive shout out to helios laser which spoilers is in this comic series and absolutely makes an appearance. So if you've ever wanted to get more lore on the Helios laser as well, that is here in this comic. So another like screaming recommendation
1: <laughs> for this series to read it's, it because Helios is all over MCP, right? So why not learn more about it? It's one of the, it's seriously one of the best 50 issues. Marvel's done in a long, 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 long time in my it. opinion. Sorry. Well, Chris, that's
0: Immortal Hulk and strategy. That's how you play him. That's places you can play him. And those are his tactics cards.
1: Get him on the table. Please do. And what an excellent sculpt. Oh my gosh. I know. He just blows the old Hulk out of the water. It's crazy. Absolutely. I almost never want to use the old Hulk model and just use I-Hulk no matter which Hulk I'm playing and you know, sure. proxy. But sure. You know, not everybody's down with proxies. I get it. It's okay. Yeah, especially in like a tournament setting. But yeah. Especially in tournaments. Se- I wouldn't try to do it in a tournament setting, though. No.
0: Yeah. But. Get him to the table. He's fun. Please do. And read this series. Well, start today. Start today. I like that. Furious Finest, supported by our wonderful patrons. Become a Furious Finest patron by going to patreon.com slash Furious Finest. You can, of course, find us everywhere online. You can find us on Twitter at Furious Finest Cast, Instagram, Facebook, and Twitch at Furious Finest. And email us at furiousfinest at gmail.com. If you have any inquiries or discussions you want to send our way, of course, leave us five star reviews on your podcast platform of choice. Means a lot. You guys have really shown up over the years on Spotify and Apple Podcasts in particular. We can keep those two up. We'll continue to be visible to new players, and it means a lot.
1: Thanks for approaching Nirvana for those shows, music, and help spread the word. Let's keep this community strong. And, you know, it just it helps keep this show going. And we just, we really appreciate that because we really like doing the show, turns out. Absolutely, and you guys keep us going
0: with your support. Whether it's you know something like Patreon, or whether it's just a five star review, whether it's just you listening and subscribing, right? All those things help us and help us keep going and help the podcast and community at large grow. So it means a lot. Of course, you can find me and Chris several places online. You can find me Jesse, all the same place at Jesse Aiken. That's J E S S -S E E A K I N. That's Instagram, Discord, Twitter, Longshanks, and check out my Star Wars Shatterpoint show. Hello there. I start with Shatterpoint podcast. We're lots of new Shatterpoint in the new year. Chris, where can everyone find you?
1: You can find me on Discord. I am StrongStyle, Chris Finest, in all of the MCP-related Discords I'm in. Uh, and you can check out my other podcast, Orange Futures. It's a podcast about NBA basketball. I think the last episode we did was maybe our best. I was very upset.
0: Glowing recommendation. I love it. Maybe you're feeling a little down from uh, some of the heaviness of... Reading iHulk. Go listen to Chris's comedy.
1: <laughs> Basketball. I think, I think it was more about my team losing to the worst team in the league. But but <laughs> no big deal. i Hulk might have, you know, maybe it was weighing a little heavy on me. Yeah. Maybe maybe I was seeing the green door after that loss. I'm not sure.
0: <laughs> well said. Well, we really enjoyed this series with you guys. This mini trip down Kaiju Lane of Cosm Ghost Rider and Immortal Hulk, but we have some fun things planned. In the coming months yeah, man. especially on the primary episodes with characters coming up i'm very excited so stay tuned for that but until next time thanks for listening true believers
1: excelsior the world has gotten even stranger than you already know at this point i doubt anything
0: would surprise me 10 Buck says you're wrong